Welcome to another episode of Confessions with Dr. Mosby. This uh, segment, EJ, get your shit together. You're almost 18. We are at episode 11. Doesn't seem like it, huh? Not really. Uh, We have had a blast uh, recording and, you know, sharing some of our conversations with you. And so today, the conversation, um, honestly, I don't know, we we were talking about something in particular and it just kind of became full circle. Um, But one of the things that I want Elliot to understand as he goes into young adulthood is the importance of being honest, the importance of being transparent when dealing with someone in a relationship, whether that's a friendship, a romantic um, relationship, or, you know, uh, friends with benefits, no matter what it may be, I want him to understand the importance of being honest. And so that's, you know, the the direction that we're going to go in for today's episode. And so uh, what started the conversation was Elliot and I were talking about two young ladies that he has interacted with um, over the past couple of years. And so um, he was asking me, what did I like about one in particular over the other one? And so I'll just say what I what I said about the one that, you know, I particularly cared for uh, for various reasons uh, versus I don't ever want to say, you know, anything negative about someone's child, but I have my opinions. And so the young lady that he asked me, he was like, what, what, what exactly do you like about her? And so I told him, I said, well, for starters, English is her second language. And I know what it feels like to go to a country to visit and English is my first language. So I can only imagine what it's like to live in a country where English is your second language. You know, she is in high school and um, just like my son, she's preparing to go off to college. And so I told him, I said, I have a lot of respect for her. You know, has a lot to do with why um and it's not so much like or or dislike. It's just that I have a lot of respect for the young lady. Uh, she's goofy. And when you're talking to someone, you need to be able to be yourself. My son, he's, he's a replica of me. He's super goofy. You know, he loves to laugh. He's a thinker, uh, definitely an artist, uh, an intellect. And so you want somebody that kind of mimics that personality that you can be yourself. You know, not not somebody that's just like you, but someone who, you know, even if he or she doesn't agree with it, you can be comfortable in your own skin. And so I went on to tell him, you know, my, my thoughts about the young lady in particular. And then from there, we... um started talking about myself. And I have reached a point in my life 
where ordinary just will not do. And I have no problem being honest. I have no problem being transparent with my son at this point in my life. You know, he's often said to me when he was little, he didn't think, you know, I I had a personal life. Actually, he would often make the comment that he was my personal life. You remember that? Often? Yeah, often. I said that quote, like, I know verbatim, like, one time. EJ, stop lying. That you I'm, said no, that. you talking about that I'm your personal I told you, you that one time in middle school and you ran with it. No, I didn't run with it because you had said it in elementary school all the time. You're like, you don't have a personal life, mom. There were many derivatives okay, okay, of it. Okay. Not just one, oh, I'm your personal life kind oh, of okay, thing. Okay, okay. There were there were, you know, you don't have a personal life. You don't have a man. The reason you don't have a boyfriend is because you got a big booty and pimples on your face. Yeah, you uh, definitely remember that one. I, I, I do. So just making me look bad. No, it's just you was a little asshole, you know? Um, and, I mean, it is what it is. But um, Elliot and I had a conversation about that recently. And I said to him, I said, you know, I said, uh, I, we were talking, you remember, we were talking about, you remember, <laughs> you remember, we were talking about toxic people. And I said <laughs> that, you know, I was toxic and that Gam was toxic. I'm putting everybody out there. And again, was toxic. And he kind of looked at me strange. And he was like, why do you say that you and Gam are toxic? And he was like, if Malik said it, you know, then I would believe that he was. And I was confused because Malik is very toxic. That's my nephew and or one of my nephews. And so I went to laughing and I said, what is it? You don't think your mom and Gam could be toxic? And I can't remember what what did you say that made me stop? And I was like, oh, I get it. I said, you look at us, you put us on a pedestal like she's my mom. You know, I can't see my mom, you know, doing this, 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 and this. And then Gam, you know, that's my my big female cousin. I can't see her. And I said, I got you. I got you. I said, it, it makes perfect sense to me now, you know. So when he said, if my nephew Malik said something about being toxic, that he would kind of, uh, you remember? Yeah. No, yeah, it was about like, because you said I was toxic. You said, oh, yes. you, you toxic at 17. I'm like, what's, I mean, no, I'm not. Uh-huh. And I was saying like, oh, if Malik said I was toxic, then it's like, uh, I may need a reality check. Maybe, maybe something wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's like you saying it, like, am I really? Really? Like, you think so? So, why would it pierce you differently if I said it versus Malik saying it? Because I've seen the I've seen the shit that Malik would do. Like there, like there was one time, um, last time I went down to Texas, man. If he ever hear this, you know he'll be out. You know he'll be good. But cause it's not, it's not the worst thing ever. But basically, he is like, all in all, let me just put this out there first. We had a good time. I enjoyed myself. It was nice. Like chilling with him, having a little conversation. But there was one night in particular where we he had said, "All right, bro, we gonna go to the house. We gonna chill for a little bit, and then we gonna we, we gonna go out and like go do something." And so I was like, "Okay, bet, yeah." We had watched the cartoon though. He had went to sleep on the couch, and then woke up a little bit, then went to his room, and he had came out and said that a bitch was coming over. I'm like, "Hold up, what what happened to the plan, Malik?" And so I didn't say that exactly, but like I just. I was like, oh, okay. And I continued watching cartoons. Then she came over. 
we didn't go anywhere that night. I just, he had turned up the music in his room. He had, they had both went to his room. I was like, man, what the fuck? I'm so glad that like I had somebody to talk to it that night because I would have been pissed off. Like, this nigga promised me we was going to go to the mall. We was going we to hit an amusement park. We was going to do all, we was going to ride around the town and he in here fucking till like 3 a.m. <laughs> and so on that, it's like I've seen some of the stuff that Malik could do. It don't mean he bad or anything. He cool right. people. But it's just like, oh, if he says something, it's like, I don't see the stuff that you do. And you think I'm toxic? Nah. Okay. So then when I say it, what does that constitute? It's not, hmm. I guess it would be like, it's not that I would put it past you. Because, I mean, like, I don't know every single side and facet of you. So who knows? I may have just never seen the toxic at Weena's side. But it's like, uh I don't know. I guess I would have a harder time believing it because it's like I feel like you would be joking or fucking with me more than anything than actually saying, yeah, e, you kind of you got a real toxic problem, buddy. Okay, so you don't think because, okay, let me make sure I understand this. So me calling you toxic, you look at it, okay, my mom is just aggravating me. She's just, you know, bothering me because she doesn't even know what toxic is because she's not toxic. Is that it? If that's how you want to put it. <clears throat> no, I'm you trying to... Like, you had it in the first half, but... Um, well, clarify it. Like, I mean, I don't really know how else to clarify I guess that's one way to put it. I guess it's not, like, diminishing the fact that you could be toxic or the possibility that you could be toxic. It's just, I've never seen that side of you, so it's like... Hmm. I don't have anything... <clears throat> compare your toxicity to or hold your toxicity to hey I, I i totally get it now i totally get it but i will tell you that um I, I do have toxic traits um and the interesting thing is i've finally got to a point in my life where i'm not in denial about my toxic traits i don't think i've ever really been in now that i think about it i don't think i've ever really been in denial about my toxic traits I just don't talk about them you know and one of my toxic traits is I have a tendency of attracting a certain type of guy and um, there are levels to it so like in particular when I was younger uh, I was an equal opportunity employer. And what I mean by that is, you know, I kind of I kind of gave everybody, well, not everybody, but for the most part, you know, I, w- I would be willing to work with you provided that certain, you know, things were checked off. Like, I've never dealt with a dude that didn't have a job. You know, you're going to have to have a job, someplace to stay, and some wheels. You know, there, and, oh, and I didn't deal with dudes who had a bunch of children. That's so... I know, it sounds like I got a lot of shit, you know? I guess that one time was an exception. Nah, I'm Oh, I'm talking about, dude, I almost told you something. <laughs> you got damn right that was an exception. I almost fucked with another dude that's had three children. You're right. You're absolutely right. I thought I could marry a motherfucker with three. Ooh, you didn't took me out. Okay. So, anyway, let me calm down. I forgot what I was saying. You just really... Everything, every dude that you dealt with. Oh, yeah. So, I used to, you know, I was more lenient, put it that way. So, I would deal with a dude knowing that in my brain, 30 days max. As a matter of fact, the running joke in the family used to be that I didn't talk to anybody past 30 days. You know, I got bored very quick. And um, that kind of, you know, 
took me down some paths that I wouldn't have necessarily, you know, wanted to go down over the years. But as I have aged and I look back on it, I could see the progression of the type of guy that I would deal with. Like I am a very drama free, you know, low to the to the radar type chick, you know. Um, I don't post what's going on in my life or what have you. I just kind of do my thing and move in silence. And I've realized at this point in my life, I have to deal with a man who's on that same wavelength. You know, if you're one of those dudes that every time you turn around, you want to post and I can't do that. I tried that one time in my life. It did not work well for me. So I went back to how I've always been very private. And um, fast forward to where I am now. um, Oh, let me clarify something. So I would deal with these dudes and they would think, oh, I'm going to be with Edwina for the long haul. You know, she she finally gave me the time of day. Not realizing I was just fucking bored. You know, you would be with your dad. And I'm like, I don't have shit to do this weekend. Who the fuck can I aggravate or whatever? Because I'm already knowing my baby's going to be back home in a couple of days. Nigga, leave me alone kind of thing. But I didn't give off that to them. I gave off like, yeah, you know, we can hang out. We can be together. I'm thinking to myself, whatever I got to tell him so that I can get what I want out of the situation this weekend. That's what I'm going to do. And I just, I don't move like that anymore. And it's very toxic, especially on the opposite end. If you really like her or they really liked me and I'm like, boy, bye. But I was deliberate also. And this is another level of being toxic. I was deliberate in the type of dudes that I would have those kind of, you know, weekends or whatever with. Because if I had selected a guy that there was actually some potential there, meaning like he could have, I was afraid of that. I was afraid of rejection to the point that I dealt with men that I knew I could reject. Mm. That's toxic. Very fucking toxic. And I'm aware of that at this point in my life. And I'm aware that I don't want to spend that type of energy on anybody anymore so fast forward you know for a couple of years um i've dealt with a certain individual and um i would say probably the last four months or so four or five months or so um i've been on this progression where i'm exiting from him and i didn't want to do anything abruptly um, cause we have, you know, been connected, like I said, for several years now, but I have explained to him several times that he does not provide what I need him to provide. And I'm not even talking about from a, uh, materialistic standpoint at all. He just doesn't provide what I desire. I want to do certain things. I want to go certain places. I want to experience certain things. And he is not in a position where he can do those things. And I have become bored. But because I care for him in the way that I have learned to care for him, um, it's hard for me to just walk away, if that makes sense. Like, 
he came into my life when my last relationship or he came into my life after my last relationship ended and there were a lot of things that needed to be addressed with myself you know because when you when you go through a breakup it's easy to put the blame on the other individual versus taking a a mirror and looking at yourself and this particular guy forced me to look at myself forced me to really relinquish all of my anger um forced me to look at myself and say what is it that you really want from a man like for real what is it that you want from a man what is it that you need from a man because what i didn't want to do is fall into the same category that I had fallen into so many times before where I was dealing with someone just because I was bored or I was dealing with someone just because I had, you know, a couple of days of free time. Any relationship takes work, you know, that's going to be worthwhile, that is. You have to allocate time. You have to allocate energy. You have to allocate money. There has to be a budget for every friendship. Whether you're going to spend some on it or you're not, it still has to be a budget. And so <clears throat> this particular guy, he um he allowed me to improve myself and every time I tried to push away from him or block him or stop dealing with him, I felt the presence of God say no. And the reason I felt the presence of God say no is because it was a lesson that he was trying to teach me, but I wasn't learning it. So it's like you have run from every situation that you've ever been in when it comes to a man, but I'm going to make you learn in this one. If you really want and need what you say, then I'm going to mold you into that. Um, the position that I have as far as my career is concerned, EJ, if I had been given this position five years ago, I would have screwed up. You know why? Because I wasn't ready. I wasn't groomed for it. It's a lot of power, man. It's a lot of goddamn power. And I have been groomed for it. I deal with a lot of people who are in positions of power every day. I deal with a lot of mediocre-minded individuals every day. And I have to remain calm, cool, and collected. And not only have I been groomed for the position, I also know the importance of having certain people in my life while I'm on this journey. We're not islands. We are interconnected. You get what I'm saying? Peninsula, maybe. Yeah, peninsula, maybe, but we are no island. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I think about that and I think about how my career has just seemingly plummeted. Not plummeted. Plummeted means to go down, right? What does it mean to go? No, plummeted is going down. Going down. Skyrocketed. Yeah. All right. How my career has skyrocketed because it is definitely that's what i was trying to say it's definitely plummeted over the years 
You know, I've hit rock bottom so many goddamn times. But if my career is taking off, if my, excuse me. Bless you. No, that was a, that was a burp, excuse me. What do you say when somebody burps? Nothing. What about when they cough? You say like coffee or what? No. Just be quiet. I don't really know why people say bless you when you sneeze, but, you know, I just kind of follow the colloquialism sometimes. But anyway, um, my career is skyrocketing. My only child is in his last year of high school, you know. Crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, these areas in your life are growing. You're professional, you're personal as it relates to your child, but I was stifling myself from a companion standpoint. I was diminishing myself from a companion standpoint. I was dealing with someone that I knew was not mature enough to give me the things that I needed and the things that I wanted. He was taking from me. But? But he was not replenishing me. Even from a sexual standpoint, when we first started, I hope this doesn't make you uncomfortable, but when I first, when I first started talking to him, actually... That was the whole purpose of me talking to him was for him to be my my maintenance person. I was bold. I, you know, slid into his DM and just basically, you know, did, I mean, said what I said to him and the rest is history. But that was the sole purpose of it. And the more that he came around me, I realized that he possessed something that I had never dealt with before. It didn't matter how much I cussed him out. It didn't matter, you know, how crazy I may have talked to him. And it it wasn't just because I was just, you know, some little time bomb. He was doing some shit, you know, that was making me react in the way that I reacted. I was not as emotionally mature to deal. I was going through a process. And so I definitely was not emotionally mature to just ignore it or not respond or whatever. I felt the need that I needed to lash out. And so no matter how many times I did that, he possessed a gentleness. And he said to me one time, he said, no matter how upset you make me, Edwina, I never disrespect you. And for the first time in my adult life, I paid attention to him. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And that particular day, I was being a bitch. I was like, well, you might need to start cussing me out. Shit. Pussy ass. And so... Did you say him like fuck you like? Yeah, I sent him. You, I can't stand you. (laughs) Yes, I, I told him in a text message. I said, fuck you, 120 or 125 times. And that man still came back. It was like, you indeed have a problem, but I like you. Um, But 
he has he has helped me help myself in so many ways and um when I first started talking to him he was not going to therapy I think everybody should have a therapist um and now he's seeing a therapist because there are some deep-rooted things that he needs to talk about and he needs to get help with because those deep-rooted issues have screwed up some of his relationships over the years. And it's very hard for you to be true to someone else when you're not true to yourself. And I'm true to myself. And, huh? Man, I was thinking about a song while you were saying that. Yeah, so I'm I'm very true to myself. I'm very open. I'm very transparent. I'm very honest with myself. I love myself. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to protect myself. And part of me protecting myself was being honest with him and telling him, I can no longer do this anymore. But because of the love and admiration that I have for you as a person, I don't want to just ghost you. I don't want to just block you. I want you to know how I feel before I move on with my life. It's only fair for me to have the the booming career that I have. It's only fair, EJ, for me to have a companion that we can share those things together, you know? That I can share his booming career with him or whatever it is that he's doing exciting in his life. It's not fair to me to be who you need me to be, but you can't be who I need you to be. And so, you know, full circle here, the young lady that you asked, what do I like about her? You are yourself when you talk with her. You are your authentic self. Goofy, lame as hell at times. Hey. Um, extremely thoughtful. Um, and she shows that to you in return. Genuinely. Not because she thinks that that's going to solidify a specific role in your life. She is genuine with it. She has this goofiness when it comes. It's, it's like a, a goofiness slash bashfulness when it comes to me. You know, I, I don't know if she looks at me like a badass. I'm not really sure. But she's just, you know, she stumbles over her words. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, kind of like Elma Fudd. It's kind of cute, <laughs> you know. Um, and I can tell you that you want somebody in your life like that. Somebody, life is hard. It is really hard. And I'm not pushing, you know, this young lady one way or another. That's your decision. But you want somebody in your life that the two of you can make life easier because it's hard. 
And I can honestly tell you, raising you as a single mom, it was not easy. Becoming your caregiver the day you were born, it wasn't easy. And life would have been so much easier having someone to do life with me and not against me. But it didn't happen. And that's okay. Because I got a chance to focus on the most important person to me. And that's you. But now that you are preparing to go do only God knows. It's okay for me to focus on mama. I'm finna do some amazing shit, mom. You what? I'm finna do some amazing you shit. You are. You're, you're gonna, gonna have do. mind blown, dog. Yeah. You're gonna do some amazing shit. And I will be standing right by the sidelines, rooting you on every step of the way. <laughs> so until next time. <laughs>